0: Your stories of your father change. Yes. Right? Because Um, you can see nuances and details now that I couldn't see before I had my own kids. Mm -hmm.
1: I'm Susan Goss, and as a seasoned therapist of more than 15 years, I'm honored to have had the opportunity to gain so much wisdom from so many people and love passing that knowledge on to others. So join me and some of my favorite friends as we share some tangible truths with you. Hey, guys, welcome back to our third and final episode uh, during our Father's Day series this month, the month of June. We still have with us Hunter House, Brad Franklin and Steve Goss. Hey, guys. Hey, Susan. (laughs) And so we're going to jump right in and we're trying to cover pretty much a lot of different areas of fatherhood. And it's been fun, interesting and informative. And I really appreciate all the insight you're giving us. Steve, I'm going to start with you today. You know, I call him granddad, but he, it, it's your, it it's your dad. He's 95 years old. He looks yeah. fantastic. For ninety five, but man, he's aging, and he does have dementia, and he's in a facility,
2: in assisted living,
1: in assisted living, and so kind of wanted you to share your heart about what that's like because I know it's difficult. So I want you to start there.
2: Well, you know the great the great thing about it, I've I was very blessed, you know, growing up. Uh, I love my mom and dad and. But they're just great people,
3: you know, mm-hmm. much less
2: parents. And, you know, my dad was a, an educator all of his life. Uh, so, you know, he was everything from a, a elementary school PE teacher to high school basketball coach to the principal of the high school kind of through his career. But he, he grew up pretty rough and tumble in kind of poverty, mm-hmm. dropped out of school in the eighth grade, worked in the Logwoods with his dad, kind of eventually was able to get back into high school that he said no but I want to start with my buddies the same age and somehow or another he he was able to do that and Odin High School in 1945 or 47 (laughs) won the state high school basketball championship for their division so you know but that guy grew up to be an educator Mm -hmm. and um, you know in my younger years he's a big horseman too Mm -hmm. Um, and you know and, and it's Later in his adult years he became became more of a horse whisperer, you know. He did. Uh, how you trained horses and whatnot. But prior to that, <laughs> he, you know, he would beat a horse into submission. <laughs> mm. You know, and that's what I kinda saw most of my growing up here. So he was a he was a tough guy, rode bulls when he was a young man, but just the kindest guy in the world now, you know. So, you know, talking about fathering, you know, he could he could be tough. He was never you know, abusive to my brother and I or any anything like that, but he could be tough, but loved us. And now you even mentioned it when we were driving home. We just saw him two days ago, we went to visit him, uh, just about how kind he is. And he does have moderate dementia. He, he looks quite good physically, walks with just a little bit of a stoop and still talks fairly well, although you may hear the same story several times mm-hmm. in a row in a few short hours. But You know, he's he's just a a great example and has been to a whole lot of people uh, throughout all of his life and especially to my brother and I. So, you know, we love him. And uh, I tell you, it's a difficult time right now. It's not quite as difficult because he's pretty stable. Mm -hmm. You know, he's not who he used to be, but he's pretty stable. But the transition when he and my mom were sort of going downhill physically and mentally, especially in trying to deal with aging parents and making transitions out of their home and what to do next, that's that's tough. Mm-hmm. And anyone that's been there knows it's kind of hard to tell your parents, even though you know they're not kind of in their full capacity, uh, what they need to be doing is just next to impossible, you
3: know, mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> it was for me anyway, because mm-hmm. uh, they still manage. So, you know, being being a son to such a great father is a is a privilege to me. And, you know, I suspect a lot of the way I behave and way I parented was because of him.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I, I thank the Lord that he was a great dad. You know, I'm also in a kind of unique position right now. It's sort of like four generations, you know. I've got a dad... I'm a dad and a grandfather. I have a son. I have grandchildren. Mm. So it's it's a it's a pretty great time and I'm I'm really excited about the grandkids. As a grandparent, you know, we can kind of step back a little bit and look forward to what they're gonna become and mm. not have to deal with all the issues all the time. Mm-hmm. So but I also have seen in my medical practice through the years, it surprised me in my early years that how concerned how much anxiety there was with folks that were grandparents Mm
3: -hmm.
2: worrying about, you know, their kids and their grandkids. I was sort of, to me, it was like, well, no, this is a great time, Mm -hmm. you know, but when there are those issues, you kind of feel it as a grandparent for all of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's sort of an extra burden to it a little bit also, I think. But um, I I don't know, I'm rambling a little bit, Mm -hmm. but, you know, I I think, uh, again, you know, that having a great relationship with your kids turns into a great relationship later in life. And to be able to have respect for each other and love each other and take care of each other is just a great blessing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: One of the things, too, Steve, that, you
4: know, I've learned, I mean, I'm only 34, but as I've stepped into fatherhood over the last eight years, it's given me so much respect for my dad. Because until you hit that next stage, you don't have that appreciation. So I look at him and I go, how in the world was he as gentle and as generous? Those are the two words I used to describe my dad, but how, how was he able to do that now that I have kids and I know what it's like. And so yeah, watching parents age, I mean, is so difficult, but with that comes the appreciation of who they really are yes. and looking past some of those faults that they may have had. And I know you're probably experiencing that even more, with your dad, but also now as a grandpa and seeing how he grandfathered your kids
2: and those types of things. Right. You know,
3: which yes. is cool.
2: It's interesting, you know, his dementia is just interesting sometimes, but he, he can remember Adeline, our oldest mm-hmm. grandchild, granddaughter coming down to ride horses with him. And she was all about it. The first trip we went down there and she was still pretty young and we got there, she didn't want anything to do with the horse. Mm-hmm. And we went back about a year later and you could hardly get her off the horse and even now he can remember that yeah that first time she came she didn't want to deal with the horse much but the second time oh she wanted to ride all day long you know so
1: it's the one thing he remembers
2: he remembers that consistently still uh so you know the tie from 95 to now eight it was younger then uh it's kind of magical Mm
3: -hmm. so
2: uh it's the tie that binds mm-hmm. and uh, he's good about giving the Lord thanks and always trying to bless us. And his dad was a holiness preacher and mm-hmm. uh, we as grandkids sort of saw him uh, just an itinerant preacher and his office was his car. Mm-hmm. He would sit out in the car under the mimosa tree and read his Bible. And there's a lot of story about how he prayed for every child including the grandchildren, in his life as he grew older and before he died. So, you know, we think there's prayers being answered and blessings that are passed down. So, you know, even when you can't do a lot physically, maybe with your children, Mm -hmm. there's still a lot you can do spiritually with them.
1: And, you know, he, since he does have dementia... His mind is not what it used to be. You may have to reintroduce yourself quite a few times. He gets very, very confused. But the one thing that's always there, besides the one story about Adeline and the horse, is uh, scripture and hymns. He does not, he starts in singing hymns, does not forget a word. Now, he may get the verses mixed up, but those are, they're in there. He'll recite, you know, some scripture, it's just in there it's just such a blessing. Other things are very, very difficult, very, very hard, but those are a blessing.
4: Yes. Um, I'm, I'm challenged as I'm hearing y'all talking, even just thinking about my own life situation. Like I love hearing the stories about your father and how often am I making sure that I'm passing on stories of my father or my grandparents to my kids? Cause these things are really important. And, um, and I know when, when, there's hard father relationships. It's a lot more difficult to pass those down, but what are the things that we can find to make sure that we teach our kids what part of what their legacy is a part of and where they came from? I think it's really hard to do in today's like culture of, you know, mm-hmm. just going, 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 but are we creating those memorials to pass that down? And so even just thinking about the last few years that your dad has, what are some of those that can pass down to Adeline and to Wit and to some of your grandkids? Is mm-hmm. it really... Really cool and special thing.
1: I think that's a wonderful point for especially fathers to do. I think that's a a great. It's the stones of remembrance mm-hmm. kind of thing, and I think those are. That's a wonderful point because all stories are not good, you know, mm-hmm. often. But what can you find that's mm-hmm. good? And if 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 you can't find any, let's start some, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or let's talk about what good would be, yeah, or. But let's start now, Mm -hmm. right? And so I think that's a wonderful idea. I really do.
0: She was going the older you get, and after you have your own children, your stories of your father change. Yes. Right. Because you can see nuances and details now that I couldn't see before I had Mm -hmm. my own kids. Mm -hmm. And just realize, oh my gosh, what this man did for me and what he carried. And you just don't know. Yeah until you cared for somebody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, you know, even now, you know, I'm semi-retired, but I'll sometimes will think back about my dad when he retired. Well, he didn't He didn't quit being busy. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he was a square dance caller, too. He had square <laughs> dance clubs. He still rode his horses. Uh, he... Like we have the Benton County Fairgrounds. He sort of became the executive director of what's called Heston Stadium down there in Pine Bluff and kind of was there to help run the rodeos and everything else. So he stayed really busy. So, again, it was a great example of just making transitions and making them well and staying active. So lots to to be thankful for. Mm -hmm.
1: Very good. And I'm going to transition just a little bit into fathering. Adult children. I know that you and Brad both have adult children. Just a word from both of you about that. I know that you've got one about, you know.
0: Sarah thir- turned thirty three weeks ago. Yes. Sarah is 30? Sarah is
1: 30. Wow. And, and you've got a story about
0: Yeah, Sarah. you know, and so uh, when Beth and I got married, Beth had been married before, and so uh, Sarah was five turning six when we got married. Mm-hmm. And so not only did I gain a bride... I gained a child in that, Mm -hmm. which um, was was kind of overwhelming to me in a lot of ways. And I probably made every mistake there was to make Mm -hmm. (laughs) as a step parent, you know, and 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 honestly, um, that was a very, very tough road that I just did not anticipate. Mm -hmm. And um, when Sarah left our house at 18, you know, her mother and I both really doubted that we would have a relationship with her. When mm. she became adult, it was just a very rough thing, um, and I just really want to encourage people: of God is just good, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> mm. you know, just just very faithful. Mm-hmm. And um, today, I have a relationship with her I never dreamed. Mm. And uh, the, the the great thing is, while mistakes were made, um, good things happened too. You know, mm-hmm. and and you know, she was able to come back around and say, you know. Through all of that, I knew you loved me.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And through all that, I did see God's hand,
3: mm-hmm. you
0: know, and just just to see that. And, and, and I know not every story gets to end that way, mm-hmm. but I sure as heck didn't think ours was going to be that way. Mm-hmm. And so it's really to encourage people out there that we all were, were doing what we know to do at the time. Right. Mm-hmm. You got to trust God with the results.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, and he's faithful.
1: He is faithful. God is so faithful. He is so faithful, Brad. Thank you so much for sharing you that. You know, I remember praying, uh, well, and and can praying. I
0: tell that story, Susan, huh? can I tell the story, how you are involved in this? I, sure. I'm just, you know, so we were going through that tough time and, and I was a, at the time I was a very impatient young man. And if I'm honest with you, was just embarrassed by how she was behaving and how she was acting and, and, um, at one point when Sarah was probably about 16 or so um I'm I'm at the end of my rope and and Beth doesn't know what to do and so my thing is we just need to send her away. You know we we had two younger kids of our own and there's just a lot of chaos and a lot of trauma and um my thing was we're, let's just send her away. We can't do anything about this. And and Beth had finally just out of not knowing what to do said, you know, if that's what you think we we'll, we should do, we'll do it. I brought that to a staffing at Fresh Roots and you were in that staffing and I asked you guys just to pray. And I even kind of asked for some recommendations about some places and some people gave me some recommendations. And you came to me, I believe it was the next day. And you told me, hey, you know, I'm not God, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I did pray. And I just got a really strong sense that you do not need to send her away. Do you remember telling oh, me that?
3: Yes. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. and I do.
0: And because I did respect you very much and know that you're a woman, I listened to you. And I I I think that was a huge turning point in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways, you know, because, you know, part of me growing up as a father and as a man, you know, prior to that, I'm either going to win you over and get you to do it my way or I'm going to get rid of you. But I'm not going to play around with the Mm middle. And Sarah was the situation where I couldn't do either one of those, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And I know as parents that we get in those places sometimes
3: mm-hmm.
0: and, and you can't fix it
3: mm-hmm.
0: and you can't make it go away.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But just to be faithful and just to keep showing up.
1: Yes. Yeah. And,
0: and, and to not give up. And, and, a, and a phrase someone uh, shared with me at some point there was, you know, don't give up, grow up. Mm. And that's what what I really had to do as a as mm-hmm. a father and as a man mm-hmm. is, is to to be steady and to mm-hmm. to have the courage because it takes courage to parent.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, yes, and that was my turning point. And, and you were involved in it.
1: Oh, praise mm-hmm. God! Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, praise the Lord. Cool he story. is so faithful. Yes, and what a wonderful. Uh, wonderful witness and testimony for those that needed to hear that other mm-hmm. men, other fathers that needed to hear that, that are struggling yeah. with their adolescent yeah. right this second, their 16 year olds and everything to, to hang in there, Brad. Mm-hmm. And because it is hard, it is very hard mm-hmm. and we have to let go and, you know that is such a cliche to say let go and let God. That's exactly what you have to do. That is right. You have to let go and um, and truly let God change your heart. Who changes is you. Yeah, yep. Circumstances or, don't change, but you do.
4: What I love seeing in in that story is just your humility. Mm-hmm. to listen to someone else, mm-hmm. to not think that like, no, I know what I need mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who's not even, I mean, not even your wife, not even someone who you're intimately mm-hmm. praying with, but someone who went to the Lord. I think it's just the value of community and mm-hmm. realizing that like, we are not isolated in this world. And God has put specific people in our lives at specific times. And um, maybe they have a word for us from him as they're seeking the Lord. And so it's a beautiful display of the church at mm-hmm. work.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it is. It really is. And you know, do you have a word about adult children, adult sons
2: that are? Well, I'm practicing married? at it right now. <laughs> mm, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, but you know, it's again, it's great fun. I got grandkids mm-hmm. uh, with it, and great daughter-in-laws, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, so it's, I don't, it's not really a struggle, but it's like. Where's we're sort of the yin and the yang of wanting to be close, but letting them be their own adult family, you know, mm-hmm. too. So just trying to strike the right balance of
3: mm-hmm.
2: being close enough, but not, you know, domineering their time or mm-hmm. expecting too much out of them and letting them kind of grow with their own family, too. So those things aren't mutually exclusive. It's just you have to pay attention to them.
3: Mm hmm.
2: I'll, I'll just say from outside looking in to knowing Chad
4: Goss, um, the things that I see in him, two, two markers of uh, humility and generosity I see in you. Mm-hmm. And so that whole like you teach what you know, but you reproduce who you are. It's it's lived out in front of our eyes as I get to watch and have gotten to know both of you guys more as we've launched Fellowship Bentonville and gotten to do life together. And so. That gives me hope for for my kids, for my relationship with my dad as it continues to to grow and to foster as we get older. But love
2: seeing that at work. So, yeah, well done. Yeah. Well, I'm proud, proud of my family.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: We're I'm, very, I'm very fortunate. We're yeah. very, very proud of our boys. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and Hunter, you're yeah. you're one of my pastors. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, you know, I've I've really been blessed uh, sitting under. Your teaching. Mm -hmm. And Brad, you've been a great encouragement to Susan Mm -hmm. in a lot of different ways through the years. And Mm -hmm. I greatly appreciate it. You know, I did birth her
0: therapy career. If you want to (laughs) hear that story, (laughs) I'd love to share it with
2: you. It's because
1: of Brad. Oh, no.
2: Okay. Well, she came home. Early in her training, and said, "You know what? We need to communicate better." And I thought, "Oh, to <laughs> we be go!" Horrible? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm afraid what I did a lot of times just ignore about those <laughs> things. But uh, and then the the other, you know, great thing about fatherhood for me was having a wife and a mother that was by my side, and you, mm-hmm. Susan. Mm-hmm. So that's Same. that's been the biggest blessing of all, maybe. Yeah.
1: God, yes. God bless me with you for sure, mm-hmm. Steve. I mean, this, you're
4: it's her been... number one here. Mm-hmm. I'm just back, to of I'm back on top. Yeah, you got you're
2: it.
3: You're
1: definitely
0: back. Definitely back. Can I say one thing about my father? Yes, please. Um, you know, and because what Steve just said triggered something of, you know, when I went off to a Southwestern Seminary to do my degree in marriage mm-hmm. and family therapy and I'd sit in these classes and just be riveted. It's like, oh my gosh, that's my family. And oh my gosh, that's my dad. And that's me. And, you know, so when I'd go home every couple of months, I'd have like a six hour drive and, um, I'd have these plans in my head. Okay. When I go home, I'm gonna have this conversation with my dad and I'm going to say this and he'll say this. And it'd just always just be really great and cool. And, you know, I'm, I'm from South Arkansas, like you, Steve, and, and my dad's a lot like your dad grew up rough and tumble. And, and, um, Emotions are not emotional and he's very intelligent, but emotional intelligence is not his strength. And mm-hmm. so as I was learning this stuff in school and all these dreams and visions about changing that relationship and making it better, you know, and I'd go home and do that and he would flop and fail, you know, mm-hmm. and I'd, I'd go back disappointed. And, but over time, you know, I, I've, I've just recognized all that that man gave me. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that emotional piece is never going to be
3: mm-hmm.
0: his A game. Mm-hmm. And that's OK. Because, mm-hmm. boy, he gave me some incredible stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and just letting letting our dads be who they are.
1: Mm-hmm. And not try to change.
0: Not try to mm-hmm. change them, which is exactly what our kids need from us, right? Mm-hmm. Not try to change. Mm-hmm. Let let them to some degree be who they're going
1: mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm.
0: And let that reveal itself.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. And then, uh, Hunter, I wanted to end with, um, you know, we got a you sent out uh, an email from Bentonville Fellowship. And I thought this is perfect timing because Carrie and I were talking, Carrie's our assistant, at tangible truth. And and we were talking the other day, you know, when we were doing the the podcast on mothering. You know, there's so many things for single moms, but you don't see that many things mm-hmm. uh, for single dads, mm-hmm. you know. and so you sent out an email about, you know, requesting or mm-hmm. that there was a need mm-hmm. uh, with a single dad and everything. I thought, that is so neat. Mm-hmm. And so I really appreciate that so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure that you work with several mm-hmm. single dads, but there's single single dads out there. We love you.
3: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and I know that there's a special, you know, you want to... You yeah. why well, I just think speak to that, I
4: think we just have to remember that, you know, yes. for for so many of us, especially if we don't have family, or if we have broken family, we all have broken families, let's mm-hmm. be honest. But um, for single parents, like the church is your family mm-hmm. and don't be afraid to ask for help. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the things that he came to me and said was like, I feel embarrassed mm-hmm. that I need to ask for help. And, you know, he was getting to have his daughter live with them. She's eight years old for the first time because of some of the, the hurt that he had done in life. And Mm. he's getting a season with her and we don't know how long it's going to be, but he's like, I just need help. It is a joy of the church of the people of, of Jesus to be able to help. Mm -hmm. And so we want to do that as family. So I would encourage any single mom or single dad Listening, or if you know of someone who's a single mom or single dad, connect them with the church. We are a mm-hmm. family that wants to serve and to share in that burden with you.
1: That's awesome. I, I really appreciate that. So single dads. We got a shout out there, Carrie. That's awesome. We love All Fathers. We hope that this has been, you know, really helpful. And it really has been a joy to have all three of you. So thank you, Hunter. Thank you, Brad. And thank you, Steve. My number one. Okay. Well. <laughs> uh, so uh, if you haven't heard a podcast number one or two, please go back and listen to that. This is going to wrap up in June. Then we're going to have Best of for about six weeks this summer. And so we'll have those out there. I know that you can enjoy those. We've got those that people have sent in are their favorites that we have a list of. So we'll put those out there and uh, enjoy this series and uh, the best uh, for the next six weeks, and then we'll check back in. We have some exciting news for you when we come back for a conference in 2024. Thanks and have a great time. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the Tangible Truth Podcast, part of the KLRC Podcast Network.